Welcome to The Rot Focus, a podcast for rotters, newbies, and veterans, and everyone in between. We're hosted by M.A. Lee with the assistance of Remy Black and Edie Rooms, all from Rotters Inc. Books. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Each episode lasts as long as it takes to fix a quick dinner, drive a short commute, or take a brisk walk. Resources and links are in the show notes. Visit us at therockfocus.blogspot.com. Now, on to this week's episode. How do we present this story to our readers? This question is often asked on social media. Should I write in first person? Deep voice? Limited? All of these are the narration of the story through a character's eyes and opinions, or more than one character's eyes and opinions. This is perspective, viewpoint, point of view, and our choice matters. How? This episode will help you understand. Let's talk basic terms. We have literary terms that help you consider the writing of your characters. First, though, are the terms that focus the writing of the story. I'm not talking genre, I'm talking story. How will you present the story through a character's eyes? In other words, how will you narrate the story? When you were groaning your way through high school, those four eternal secondary years, and even earlier, You learned that all writing is in one of four modes. Here's a shocker. Saying that writing is only in one of those four modes was a lie. The word mode itself is an attempt to sound important. All it means is approach. All writing constantly mixes the four approaches. One is just predominant over others. The four rhetorical approaches are expository, descriptive, narrative, and persuasive. Expository means explanatory or informative. Technical manuals are extreme examples of the expository. Descriptive means presenting the details to create a sensory picture, which is the goal of the descriptive approach. Narrative, this approach can be as short as an anecdote that illuminates an informative blog's point our complete fictional story with characters and conflict. Persuasive, more properly called argumentative, this writing presents a thesis upon which a writer will make points. In storytelling, the narrative approach is predominant, even as the writing has many ventures into description, occasional forays into expository, and rare visits into persuasive. The persuasive approach is usually off-putting in the fictional world. Few people enjoy sermonizing in their entertainment. The only people who do enjoy it are those who live an agenda and who agree with the sermonizer's point. Before you start a rant, do realize that fiction can be highly persuasive through showing the need for change rather than sermonizing about the need for change. So we've already touched on four basic terms which have to do with writing the story. Let's become a little more official with this format. Perspective. The narrative approach requires eyes through which the story is told. 
These eyes are the perspective. Per means through, spec means to look. More commonly called point of view, perspective gives the camera filter for the audience. Whenever we look through a camera's lens, much of our view is filtered out. We have a box that narrows the perspective with a focus on the central portion of that box. The perspective normally focuses on the foreground. Outside the box, details are a little inexact. The background is blurry. Your writing will have a vast background of the story world with particular characters in the foreground. Only a handful of the foreground characters will be in sharp focus. These are your primary characters whose eyes will tell the story. Imagine Pride and Prejudice from the shallow and salacious Lydia's point of view as opposed to Elizabeth's point of view. Or any film in the Iron Man franchise from the Fallon's point of view. Writers intrigued by the point of view shift have explored the vastly different stories that result. Themes change. The arc of the plot and any subplots change. Scenes refocus on what is described, thought and felt, even seen and heard. Selecting the correct character for the perspective is essential. The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald does not focus on the larger-than-life Gatsby, nor his love Daisy. The story is narrated through the eyes of Nick Carraway. Fitzgerald's theme determines his choice of narrator. Nick is the only character who learns the corruption of wealth. In William Faulkner's As I Lay Dying, Faulkner advances the story through a series of shifting narrators. Each character narrows on different details and meanings before and after the same event. The film The Usual Suspects by Christopher McQuarrie, directed by Brian Singer, gives us the unreliable narrator. Once we realize the deception of our focus character, the entire story shifts as we discover the many vines affected by the single lie. Consider this passage from the first chapter of Jane Eyre. He ran headlong at me. I felt him grasp my hair and my shoulder. He had closed with a desperate thing. I really saw in him a tyrant, a murderer. I felt a drop or two of blood trickle down my neck and was sensible of a somewhat pungent suffering. These sensations for a time predominated over fear, and I received him in a frantic sort. I don't know very well what I did with my hands, but he called, Rat! Rat! and bellowed out loud. Charlotte Bronte's Jane narrates this information to us. She feels the attack, its result in her trickling blood, and her returned defense is so frantic that she doesn't know what she does. How would this passage change when narrated by the boy John Reed? What would be his expectations when he runs at Jane? What would he think as he fastens his hands on her? What would he feel when she defends herself? Perspective, our viewpoint, begins with the storytelling pronouns. These are the pronouns of the narrative passages, not the dialogue. I, me, and mine is first person, first person point of view. You and your is second person, or second-person point of view. She, he, it, one, her, him, that's 
third person point of view. For brevity's sake, I will default to the world of grammar and use she, he, it. Shifting the pronoun focus of a passage is more than simply changing words. Character opinions will change. The immediacy of the events will change. In the passage from Jane Eyre, the narrative loses force and suspense or tension if the character relating the story becomes a she rather than I. I felt a drop or two of blood trickle down my neck. That's immediate tension. She felt a drop or two of blood trickle down her neck. That's objective tension. We writers can shift point of view from character to character within a chapter or alternating chapter to chapter. Warning! The second person you is rarely successful as a viewpoint. It's been done successfully, but most people don't know how to handle it. Look what it does in this paragraph. You walk into the convenience store. Three customers browse the aisle. One man stands in front of the beer cooler as if he's forgotten or is too drunk to remember his usual brand. A pimply-faced teen tries to pick his first condom. A woman with still gray hair eyes the candy bars. You edge over to the counter. When you lay nothing down, the college student looks up from her textbook, then scowls at the display of your smartphone with its haywire mapping program. Yeah. For writing, then, we have four basic and successful points of view. First person uses I in the narrative passage. It presents the thoughts and feelings of a single character. Originally thought to engage the reader with a story, as the reader connects with the perspective character and therefore considers it authentic. The perspective voice of the I character, however, needs to be extremely strong and unique. When shifting the first-person point of view, writers use headers of the character's name or a symbol obviously connected with the character to help the reader slide into the point-of-view shift. Without such headers, the writer risks reader confusion and readers who have to struggle to understand their de-stress entertainment will usually shift away from it to something else. Third-person limited Use any third-person singular pronoun in the narrative passages. This viewpoint creates a bit more distance between the primary character and the reader. Long-term readers are used to this viewpoint. Younger readers often prefer the first person over the third person. Just as with first person, we know the point-of-view character's thoughts and feelings, and we are limited to only one. In a single scene, when a writer shifts the perspective from one character's thoughts to another's thoughts, we call that head-hopping. Since it may cause reader confusion, head-hopping is considered anathema. Any confusion or struggle on the reader's part draws them out of the story. Once out of the story, the reader can easily walk away and never return. Writers should want to keep the reader immersed in the story. Immersion means a richer entertainment experience and will cause readers to seek the next such experience, which for us means that the reader will purchase the next book and the next and the next. Third person omniscient. While omni means all, we do not have to encounter the thoughts and feelings of all characters, not even all of the primaries. We need only two characters to have third person omniscient. 
Shifting between the point of views should be clearly identified through a break in the narrative, whether a chapter break or a scene break, with the first sentence immediately presenting the changed perspective, usually through the use of the character's name. Third-person omniscient is sometimes called deep point of view, as if a new term were needed. Whenever using first-person, third-person limited, or third-person omniscient, we are delving deeper into our perspective, characters' thoughts and opinions, emotional reactions to others and to events, and planning for upcoming actions. The term deep point of view then becomes confusing, for it could refer to any of these types. Third-person objective is the point of view that creates immense distance between the reader and the perspective character. Unlike all other point of views, this narrative style removes any character's interior life. No emotions, no unspoken opinions, no planning, no thoughts, no feelings of any sort are allowed onto the page. This perspective approach is the only one that cleanly allows the narrative device of the unreliable narrator, as with the storylines of the usual suspect. Gone Girl uses two unreliable narrators in the first-person point of view, yet the reader's struggle is the constantly shifting foundation built on constant deceit, which is capable of failing at any moment. Third-person objective is often called fly on the wall, for its designed narrative presents only the actions that can be seen. The word objective removes all qualitative value words associated with emotions. The opposite of third-person objective is the first person, the most personal of the point of views. Both are suitable for hiding the truth from the reader, which is the purpose of the unreliable narrator. Hiding the truth is not the same as lying to the reader or omitting necessary details. Many readers feel betrayal when the lie is unveiled at story's end. Mystery readers wish to find the pieces of the puzzle, and they become extremely perturbed when writers only unveil the last jigsaw piece to the primary character. The dooming, now I know who the murderer is, without the immediate sharing of that clue causes many mystery readers or viewers to throw the book or the e-reader or the TV remote. Used skillfully, the unreliable narrator of the usual suspects our fight club surprises the audience. Hours later, they are still discussing all the clever vines of the story. However, most writers do not skillfully use the unreliable. Their readers then share with a pained expression that they had figured out the truth long before the midpoint and checked the back of the book to ensure they were correct and then never finished. Without clever twist, Intriguing characters and excellent writing, the reader's immersion was destroyed, and the writer's next book to this reader is not sold. Another type of narrator who can be construed as unreliable is the naive narrator, the one who does not understand everything going on. While many loved Forrest Gump and laughed at his naivete, some cringed, for the laughter had a tinge of mockery. Forrest himself was redeemed as a perspective character for his life wisdom, more powerful than the characters flailing around 
as I dealt with what life threw their way. Scout in To Kill a Mockingbird is another example of a naive narrator. Again, her wisdom, far above the majority of surrounding adults, creates the empathy needed for the reader. Nick Carraway of Gatsby, the clever criminal of Usual Suspects, Forrest and Scout, they are all empathetic characters. Nick is the only one who is not a primary character. He is a completely detached observer of events. He serves as a strong secondary character, in many ways more necessary to the story than Daisy Buchanan's husband. In Nick is the theme as Fitzgerald crafts his story to present the deceptive, shallow materialism that lacks any enduring quality. Empathetic characters are necessary, and writers must strive to add them to the key primary and secondary character spheres. If the reader cannot admire, root for, connect with, I wish to emulate a character. Will the reader finish the story? Writers can become intrigued by an exploration of evil, and their explorations can titillate audiences. Thomas Harris created such evil with Hannibal Lecter in Red Dragon and Silence of the Lambs that he was forced to write a third book to control the character's arc, or the producer who owned the licensing's right would have created his own development. William Shakespeare delved many times into the motivations of evil. Twice plus three in Macbeth, with several characters in King Lear, with Iago in Othello, Caliban in The Tempest, and Richard III. Yet even as Shakespeare gives us Macbeth, and Lady Macbeth, and the swirling witches, he shows us Macduff, who loses his family to the evil, and drives forward to a justified vengeance. In Lear, we have Edgar and Cordelia acting honorably against Edmund, Goneril, Regan, and her husband. The relationship between Edgar and his father, Gloister, is especially bittersweet, with the old man dying as he forgives and yearns for his son without knowing that his son is there with him at that tragic moment. While all of these elements control the approach and the direction of your story, the most important elements in writing the story are the step-by-step, sentence-by-sentence details that present the personality of the character walking through your narrative. Decisions about perspective occur before writing starts. For shifting viewpoints, the writer is constantly considering which character's point of view will create the strongest immersion experience for the reader, as well as which truths will be revealed and concealed. The point of view decisions occur scene by scene. The Right Focus is currently in the series all about characters, from building and presenting a character to relationships, leadership styles, team roles, and special touches for characters. Avoid creating characters who are stereotypes. Reveal their public and private interiors. Focus on couples, mentors, enemies, and much, much more. The information comes from M.A. Lee's guidebook, Discovering Characters, part of the Discovering series on the writing craft. Link to the guidebooks are in the show notes. 
Thanks for listening to The Rock Focus, a podcast for writers at all levels, hosted by Emma Lee from Writers, Inc. Books, assisted by Renee Black and Edie Runes. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Music is licensed through Audio Jungle called Background Music Loop. Its creator is Alexander Polishchuk, known on Audio Jungle as Plastic 3. The music comes in different iterations. Show notes and resource links for this and other episodes can be found at therightfocus.blogspot.com. Write to us at winkbooks at aol.com when you have questions, comments, and speculations. We will try to answer you as quickly as possible. By the way, we will not mind your email address. That's rude. If you find value in our content, share with your writing friends or write a review. We're small beans here without the advertising budget of the big peeps, and you can make a difference. And whatever occurs, right on.